Hey, hoop ballers, are you into sports betting? Do you want to know why a certain game has a funky line? Well, HoopBall has you covered. Today in sports betting is a great addition to all your handicapping questions with hosts Ira Silver and Devin Ellington. We break down game lines and future bets on all sports and try to make some money along the way. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallGaming, at Ira Silver Magic, and at D-A-L-E-007. And download Today in Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play, and available on Spotify. The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Ball DFS Today. I'm your host, and I'm riding solo on this one, uh, Santino Cocon. It's another another day of basketball, another day of fun, another day of DraftKings and uh, DFS. And just like last night's podcast, uh, they're doing the two-game slate. Uh, they did Friday and Saturday, and they're doing Saturday and Sunday as a single slate and also the showdown slate. Uh, and I, Maybe I didn't mention this yet, but it is September 19th. Uh, this will be Saturday. And we have uh, the Boston Celtics versus the Miami Heat. And then on Sunday, which is what we'll talk about as well because they are on the same slate, the Denver Nuggets versus the L.A. Lakers for Game 2. So I don't know if you guys uh, have been catching all these games, but they've been great, especially this first series, the Celtics and Heat. These first two matchups, the Heat came back both games. It went to the wire both times, one and, and it's been awesome both games. Uh, I've had a blast watching them. And this Lakers-Nuggets series looks like it's going to be a fun one as well. I don't know if they can match the awesomeness that we saw in the other series because it is very hard to match. But uh, they're doing their best. I'm, I'm recording this one late right before that game starts. Uh, so we will uh, – I got to get – hopefully I can get back out and, and catch three quarters of this one. Uh, but this should be fairly quick. There's only two games. There's one of me. I'll break down uh, the main slate and then uh, a little bit of the showdown slate because there are a little bit of different pricings there. Um, but we'll see what the main what, what we what we got here. So the first game that's going to happen is going to be at 8.30 p.m. on Saturday, and that's what I mentioned earlier, the Celtics versus the Heat. Uh, right now, the early line is, again, the Heat are... The underdogs, they're getting three points in this one. They are plus 125 on the money line. The Celtics are negative 145 on the money line, and the over-under is 206.5. There is nothing on the Lakers' nuggets as of yet. It is a little early. Uh, We haven't even seen game one yet, or I haven't yet. Um, So that line is not coming out. And as far as the injury report, uh, that'll be something that we'll catch up on on that game as well. But the Celtics have... Uh, Gordon Hayward is questionable. They're saying he's probably going to return, so keep an eye out for him. He changes up a lot of things here. Uh, and Javante Green is probable, and Romeo Langford is out. That's all they have. And as far as the Heat, Andre Iguodala is probable, and Chris Silva is out. Uh, so again, on the f- injury front, Gordon Hayward is the news to watch here. Uh, and there's also some other news that the Celtics were screaming up and down in the locker room. I saw Marcus Smart or uh, was 
visibly upset, I heard, and screaming and came out of the locker room yelling. Uh, other news to watch, but they are down 0-2, and they did blow two leads uh, to this Heat team, And but both games have been, like I said earlier, down to the wire. So uh, let's jump right in here. All right, and if you haven't already, uh, before I jump in, if you haven't already gone go to my bookie and typed in the promo code HOOPBALL, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L, go do that now. Get your uh, conference finals bets in there. Get your NHL bets in there. NFL is on Sunday, uh, which is the second half of this breakdown, so definitely going to want to get in week two there. Uh, we have golf, UFC. They have everything that you could do. They have the casino. They have racing, live bets. I like live betting myself, uh, but this – I've been playing my bookie for a little while now, and it is super fun. And yes, they do pay when you win, uh, so don't have to worry about that. That their slogan is exactly what they do: uh, you you bet, you win, they pay, and all three of those are right on the money as far as uh, I have been concerned so far. They have always paid me right out and right right quickly, so uh, don't have to worry about that one. But after that, let's get right into this slate, guys. I should, like I mentioned, it should be a pretty quick one. Um, the first game, uh, Celtics Heat, and let's start with the Celtics here. So we have the three big guys are Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Kemba Walker. Tatum is at nine eight, Brown is at uh, seven eight, Kemba Walker is at seven six, and <clears throat> so starting with Jason Tatum. Uh, Last game, he really underwhelmed. He only took 12 shots. Uh, he he did make half of his shots, but he really underwhelmed. He didn't crash the boards like he's been crashing the boards. He had double-digit rebounds pretty much uh, like six straight games, and then before that it was 9-8-9 and then 15. So he'd been crashing the boards heavy. Last game, he only had five, so that's why there was a big downturn there. He had four assists, which uh, he'd been dishing the ball out a lot more as well. Uh but those two big things there, and he only scored 21 points because he did take 12 shots. Uh, he had 11 free throws, though. Uh, but those two things there, not rebounding as much and uh, not taking as many shots, that explains why he only scored just under 35 fantasy points. Uh, with If Gordon Hayward comes back, though, you have to imagine he takes a little bit of ball handling duties, uh, a couple shots here and there, a little bit of usage. For 9-8, I'm going to... Uh, I just think I'd rather pay up to get an Anthony Davis. I'd rather pay up to get a Nikola Jokic. I'd rather pay up to get a LeBron James. Uh, and even Jamal Murray, who's a little cheaper there, is in a better spot for me against the Lakers. Uh, so I'm I'm going to have to not play much of Tatum, uh, especially if I'm only doing a couple lineups. I don't think I'll see the any of those lineups. If I'm doing a ton of them, I'll get a tiny bit of usage. But again, this is just this is a very tough matchup for both teams, but uh, for most of these guys, these are two very good defensive teams, two teams that can rotate. Uh, everybody on the Heat pretty much can rotate one through three, and, and then you have Bam Adebayo who can just guard anybody there. So there's a lot of lot of good defenders out here and a lot of good uh, switches out there that it's very hard for me to pay up 9-8-4 Tatum when there are you can sit for six, 700 more. You can get Anthony Davis, who I like the matchup better. Uh, Jalen Brown, he dropped down. He was over 8K the last game. Uh, he dropped down to 7.8. That's not a bad price tag for me. But again, I want to see the Gordon Hayward news. If Gordon Hayward is coming back, 
even if he starts off with 24 minutes in that first one, um, that just takes a little bit of usage out of everybody. So I'm going to want to see where uh, Jalen Brown stacks up on that. So I'm going to be paying very close attention. But for 7-8, I don't mind that price tag. I think that's a pretty good price tag. I'd rather pay the $2,000 discount and take a Jalen Brown uh, than pay that extra two grand and get Jason Tatum because I know I can get Anthony Davis for a little bit more. Um, but yeah, I think Jalen Brown is a pretty good uh, price tag, so I will be looking close to there. But I would, I do have more interest in Kemba Walker. Uh, I said that uh, in in the first game. I remember on Monday or Tuesday's podcast, I was saying that I wanted to see Kemba show that he was healthier because he didn't look fully healthy. That the end of that Raptor series, he looked pretty good in Game One, and then Game Two, he looked a lot better. Uh, at seven six though and seven eight, the upside there for these two guys. And most most people in the playoffs, when you're getting to the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, it's hard to have that massive blow-up game uh, to where you're getting 7-8x. It's just defense is clamped down. You're playing a little bit slower. Uh, competition is a lot better. A lot of different factors into why people can't get huge, huge um, returns here for the most part. But... I think Campbell Walker is pretty safe for, for 35, 40-ish points. But again, it all comes down to Gordon Hayward. If Gordon Hayward comes back, he takes a lot of usage out of Campbell Walker, who's already giving up a lot of uh, ball handling and facilitating to a Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Marcus Smart has put himself into the <clears throat> facilitator mode a little bit more lately as well. So Gordon Hayward would, if he returns, um, Campbell Walker's price is a little tricky for me, but I still like him. I pro- I would prefer him over Tatum as well, and uh, slight discount on Brown, I don't mind it as well. And then we have the other guys out here are Marcus Smart uh, for 6900 He's been really playing great, uh, but for 6900 I think that's a little too rich for my blood, uh, especially knowing that he's going to be primarily guarding either Jimmy Butler or uh, Goran, Goran Dragic, somebody and most of his his value comes there again. Gordon Hayward. I keep coming back to this because we haven't had Gordon Hayward pretty much in this entire playoffs. Uh, so coming back to Gordon Hayward, it puts a little damper on most of these guys just because he is there, and that gives them another ball handler, another usage guy, another facilitator. All these things that they haven't had in the last what eight the two rounds of the playoffs. <clears throat> but uh, Marcus Smart for six nine. Um, probably not going to gravitate towards him too much either. Uh, as far as the man of the hour, who I keep bringing up, Gordon Hayward, 6-6 for his first game back, I can't pay that price tag. 6-6 uh, for your first game back and you haven't played in uh, just over a month. 8-17, August 17th was the last time he played a basketball game. I don't know if he's going to get thrown in for 30 minutes, but this is the Eastern Conference Finals. They are down two games to none, so maybe if he is ready to go, they're just going to throw him out there and see what he can do. Uh, it's very hard to take a month off and uh, get thrown right into the fire like that, so I don't fully expect it. But again, if, if if there is a time to do it and throw someone right into the fire, it's when it's your, your back's against the wall and it's win or go home pretty much. Because if they go down 0-3, they can pack their bags and get ready to go home. Um but 6-6, six, six, I need to see 
a game or two to make sure he's there, make sure he's not fully rusty, uh, make sure the minutes are there, and all this other stuff before I can invest in him at 6'6". <clears throat> uh, Daniel Tice is the next big guy over here at 5'4". I don't mind some Daniel Tice. Uh, though he's been playing, he hasn't been playing the how I'd hope. Uh, this series has been a little tough on him. But I think he he's due for a bounce back. Uh, I think this is a pretty solid price tag for him. I think he can get 25, 30 DK points. So I don't mind looking at him there. Uh, though the fact that um, <clears throat> we saw Enos Cantor play 11 minutes uh, the other night is pretty significant. Uh, him playing 11 minutes with Rob Williams still seeing the floor and Grant Williams or and both Williams, I should say, seeing the floor um, for a handful of minutes, that doesn't make me too excited for Tice. Uh, but I think he is the most talented of the three in this court, and he's very underrated. So I, I lean towards him. But in general, this Celtics team, I think they're they have to win this game. So they're going to come out and fire. I know. I know we. I mentioned earlier, we heard there was rumors that Marcus Smart was freaking out, that they were having dissension and, and um, panicking in the locker room. But they are a young team, so they need someone. Marcus Smart took the bull by the horns there and tried to rein in these young guys. Um, but I think this is going to be a pretty much a team effort in this game. I do like Kemba at his price tag the most, but it's very hard in this matchup. Uh, I'm not. If you didn't play any Celtics, I wouldn't. As my buddy Mike says, I wouldn't knock you for it. Uh, if I was going to play one the most, it would be Marcus or Kemba Walker, though. <clears throat> as far as the rest of the ancillary pieces, um, I also don't, I guess I don't mind if Gordon Hayward doesn't play. I don't mind uh, Brad Wanamaker. He looks like the sixth man in this in this matchup, and he's played 25 and 24 minutes. That's half the game in the last two, in both games this series. If he's going to play roughly half the game at 3,500, it's a very good price tag that I can get behind. Uh, you're not going to find people that cheap that are playing half the game or more and have uh, can bring you back decent value in this in this kind of scenario in the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals. So in that circumstance, if Gordon Hayward doesn't play, I like Wanamaker. And if Gordon Hayward doesn't play, everybody else that I talked about that I was a little hesitant on gets a slight bump. Uh, pretty... Pretty more than a slight bump. I would like Kemba Walker more. I would like Jalen Brown a little bit more than I said. Um, and maybe give Tatum a look as well, but still I'd rather pay up for the bigger guys. <clears throat> That's pretty much it for the Celtics on my end. Um, I'll jump right over to the Heat now. So the Heat, we have the big guys uh, pricing-wise are Bam Adebayo, Jimmy Butler, and Goran Dragic. Uh, Bam Adebayo is now the leader at 85. Butler is 83. And Goran Dragic is 75. No, I am not talking about his age or or anything else. I'm talking about his price tag. Uh, that's let's start with Bam Adebayo. Uh, he's been he put up over 40 points these first two games. I see it continuing. <clears throat> I just like his matchup. He's he's really good, and he's playing every second that he's out on the court. It looks like he's going giving it all his all. He never has any downtime. Uh, he's played 43 and 35 minutes. He's taken 28 total shots, 13 free throws. Uh, 
in that first game, he had 43 points and only had six rebounds. He's getting it done on defense. He's getting it done passing, rebounding, getting to the line, hitting most of his shots. Uh, pretty much what he's been doing all year. I think he's very safe at 85, and I see another 40 points from him. Uh, he's going to hit value, so I like him more than a— I would rather pay up a little bit extra for Jalen Brown to a Bam Adebayo. Uh, but what the one thing that I'm going to see is usually I like a lot of the guards in this slate. I like more of the big men. So we'll see how that one plays out for me. I'm probably going to have to get some of these guards that I'm not huge on, but uh, we'll see from there. Jimmy Butler, <clears throat> he scored under 40 points both these games. He's seeing a lot of Marcus Smart. They have a few people that can guard him, uh, and he hasn't had to take over. He's been playing a very tough defense, been awesome out there. He's only taken 25 shots, though. But uh, for 200 less than Bam, I'd just prefer Bam in this matchup. I think it's a lot easier for him. Uh, he has the better matchup. He's not playing one of the guys who was on the— um, one of the best defenders in, in basketball. Uh, Bam is also exerting a ton of his energy on the defensive end because he has to guard multiple people. From uh, He's been guarding Tatum all the way to Kemba Walker. So I just like Adebayo just a little bit more for 200 extra. And, uh, I, don't, I, I, like, I like that difference there. I think the floor is safer. Maybe we can have a big uh, Jimmy game and the ceiling's higher. But Jimmy's playing very tough nose defense, playing a bunch, guarding a bunch of different people and trying to close in the fourth quarter, and that's what he's doing great. So I, I think the formula has been working for them, and it's going to stick. So I like the 200 extra for Adebayo. And that brings us to our third guy. Uh, the third highest guy in this team is Goran Dragic, and man. That week off did wonders to him, and this entire couple months off did wonders to him because he's been playing fantastic. Uh, this guy does not look like he is a... 30 a mid 30 year old veteran he looks like he's in his late 20s right now he's playing fantastic at 75 I said it last time it's a little high at 73 was a little high 75 is slightly high but just like i said last time this guy has been playing so well that i don't mind that price tag uh him and if you're if you're up to him and kemba walker uh if goran hayward plays or Gordon Hayward, I'm I'm, mix, I'm putting their both names up there. Uh, if Gordon Hayward plays, I like Gordon Dragic better. It's just he's been so safe. His lowest game point total in this entire bubble was 24 and a half, and that was the closeout game against Milwaukee. Uh, they didn't really need him. There was no Giannis. They just didn't need him. But besides that, he's only put in this entire bubble. We're talking about the playing games as well, or uh, the seeding games. He's only put under 30 points twice. So. 75 you're pretty much his floor is 5x close to it so uh great value no matter where he's priced at right now it's just he's playing out of his mind very good value uh, then let's go to the, the little ancillary pieces that they got who are also playing very well uh, this team as a whole is just playing really well you have tyler hero jay crowder duncan robinson those are the top three uh, kelly olenix all a little bit of time in this series uh, 20, 23 total minutes, and then you have Andre Iguodala seeing a little bit of time in this series, Kendrick Nunn. Uh, those three guys I'm not fully gravitating towards unless I'm in a very pin, in a big pinch right there. Uh, but besides that, I'm going to leave everybody Duncan Robinson below uh, out. Well, not Duncan Robinson, below Duncan Robinson. I'm not going to touch them. As far as Duncan Robinson, 
I think he had his big shooting game last game. He made 6 of 12 from the field, which all coincidentally happened to be 3 because he is a great 3-point shooter. Uh, I don't know if it carries over to the next game. And if he's not taking and hitting six threes, he's not going to be putting up 30 points and getting a big value. But at 44, if you're stuck around the 4K range and that's like your last uh, spot, I don't mind playing him. But again, the floor but the floor for him is not as safe as the other guys, uh, like Jay Crowder and Tyler Hero. But those two guys are 1,500 and, and uh, 1,600 more than him. Uh, out of those two, out of Hero and Crowder, I'm going to like a lot of power forwards on this slate, especially the big guy, AD. I think Tyler Hero is I, hes the play. Uh, he was my play last game. Uh, he's my play this game out of those two. I think both of them could put up 30 points, but I just like the way Tyler Hero is playing right now. It looks like the moment is not too big for this guy at all. It looks like there's the moment's just tiny for him, uh, and he's playing great. He's facilitating the basketball a lot. I 14 assists the last two games, and he has 20 rebounds the last two games. Uh, 28 the last three games. I don't know how many rebounds are going to last and if those two things are going to last. But while he's playing really well, I give him the edge over Crowder there. And at 6K, that's not bad. I'd rather, especially if Gordon Hayward plays, I'd rather take my chances with Hero over a Smart or a uh, Hayward. But if you're playing, um, I said a lot of Heat guys that I like. Uh, That's where the pivot to a Kemba Walker instead of Goran Dragic makes sense to me because I'm liking a lot of Heat guys, but I can't play the entire Heat team and, and avoid the, the Celtics there. <clears throat> but that's pretty much it for that game, and I'll get to the showdown slate in a little bit with that game because the, the pricing does change slight, ever so slightly um, now that you only have one game. But before I get on to the Nuggets-Lakers, I want to remind everybody about one of our partnering sponsors, and that is Manscaped. Uh, mans- go out, go to manscaped.com and enter the promo code HOOPBALL20, that's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L-2-0, and get 20% off of your entire order and free shipping. Uh, I have the Perfect Package 3.0, and as I said many of times on this podcast already, it is absolutely fantastic. <clears throat> Another partnering sponsor that we have, and I'm super excited to introduce, is ExpressVPN. Uh, so I actually had ExpressVPN for the last three years. I lived out of the country. I lived in, in China for a couple of years, and this was the only VPN that I trusted, and it was the only VPN that worked. <laughs> it was the best possible VPN. Maybe not the only one that worked. Other people had different ones, but this one was grade A, and I cannot, I, I wouldn't have been able to survive without it. Uh, with everything that you cannot access, but ExpressVPN was a lifesaver when I was not here in this country. Um, <clears throat> literally can't, I still have it today, even though I'm, I'm back home and I could access Netflix, I can access uh, Hulu or anything that you want to add, Google, all this type of stuff that you, I couldn't access then, I could still access. But ExpressVPN was so good that I continue to use it. And <clears throat> you can access uh, like UK Netflix if you wanted something else like that, um, anything that you name, anything that you can or want to use and you name it, you can access it. Uh, and you don't, you can, you use different locations. So if you know what the VPN is, I'm telling you ExpressVPN is the cream of the crop in the VPN world. And if you're looking for one, definitely give it a look. 
All right, guys. Now on to the Nuggets Lakers game. Uh, this will be game two. This starts at 7:30 on Sunday. Again, there's no spread for it at the moment. Uh, there's no injury report as well at the moment. <clears throat> Start with the Nuggets, who are quote unquote the away team in this one. Um, you have Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray at 10.7 and 9K respectively. They're both in really good matchups. Uh, Jokic has been playing out of his mind. No matter who he's playing, he has the potential to put up a triple-double. Though he's going up up against two very big guys in Dwight Howard and Javal McGee, and then when Anthony Davis gets a little bit of minutes at center, he's going against him. Um, So out of those three big guys, I'd rather lean towards uh, Anthony Davis at 200 less. I think Paul Millsap is a very good defender, but he's just smaller, Uh, and I think he can take advantage of him a lot more, but I'll get to that in a moment. Uh, so as far as prices, I like I love Jokic, but I'd rather get some BAM exposure, maybe get some LeBron exposure or uh, AD exposure as well. <clears throat> as far as Jamal, Jamal Murray at 9K, uh, I think this matchup is very good for him. Now that there's Rondo back, it's a little bit of a better defender than they had in the first couple rounds, um, the first round especially, and then in, during the seeding games and then before Rondo came back. But uh, now that he's back and healthy, it's a little bit of a harder matchup. But Jamal Murray at 9K, Rondo is, isn't the – I think his perception is a little bit better than he is as a defender, but he is a hard-nosed defender. Uh, in that scenario, I think Jamal Murray has the matchup advantage uh, over Jokic in this one. And at 9K, I really like that. Uh, I'd rather pay for him than a – extra 800 to for a um, Jason Tatum. I just think he's has a good matchup in here. Uh, and I, I like him more than a Jimmy Butler too at eight, three. Just think if you're going to go point guard, um, I, I like if you're not going to go, if you're going to spend a little more on point guard or anybody, this is a pretty good spot to spend on him. <clears throat> um, he's very explosive and hard to guard and he's been balling and he's going to get his shots. Um, Especially when Rondo's not there, there's no one else that can guard him, or even attempt to guard him on this on this team. So I think Murray is in in a better spot there. <clears throat> as far as the rest of this team, you have Porter, Harris, Grant, Millsap, uh, Morris, Craig, Plumley, Plumley, Craig, Morris. Not really into them. Maybe I guess maybe Plumley has to play in this in this matchup because there are a lot of bigs. When Jokic comes off, he's going to have to throw in Plumley. So if you need a Hail Mary bargain bin guy at 3K. Uh, maybe you'll look Mark Mason Plumley's way. Craig, Morris, uh, not too fond of them in this one. Morris is going to get some backup minutes, have a good good matchup. But um, <clears throat> again, if if I if I'm not at 3,400 and bargain binning, I'm not totally I'm not going to look his way. But he does have a solid a decent matchup if you have to do a Hail Mary, I guess. Um, Paul Millsap's going to mainly guard Anthony Davis. That's where all his energy is going to come, and Anthony Davis is going to guard him, and he has a huge size advantage on him. Uh, so I'm not going to be looking Paul Millsap's way. Same with Jerry, or <laughs> I almost called him his brother, uh, Jeremy Grant. Yes, Breton and Mike, Jeremy Grant at 4,600. Not going to look his way. He's going to have to be guarding LeBron James all night as, as LeBron's primary defender um, for, what, 36 to 40 minutes. I'm okay with that. Anybody that's guarding and chasing down LeBron James, uh, that's not a super, super star. 
I'm okay with passing on them. Uh, Gary Harris, though, at he's now at 4,900. I think him and Michael Porter Jr. are both pretty solid plays here. Uh, the one, but I'd I'd lean Gary Harris because Michael Porter Jr. can't hit the knock on him. This playoffs has been his defense. If he's playing small forward or in trying to guard LeBron James, if we're Jeremy uh, Grant's not playing him. LeBron's going to tear him up, so I think we're going to see a lot more of Grant than Porter in this series, unless they put Porter at the two and, and go pretty big to match the Lakers' size. Uh, in that event, they'd have to bump Gary Harris, who shouldn't be bumped in the first place. Uh, so I like Gary Harris more for the playing time advantage and the matchup advantage at 49 than I would Michael Porter Jr. in this series. And I think that's a pretty good value for him, too. He can put up 25 to 30 DK points and, and give you a 5, 6, 7x value right there. <clears throat> That's pretty much all I have on the Nuggets. It's gonna it's hard matchup for the bigs, pretty solid matchup for their guards. <clears throat> and then we go to the big guys in the Lakers. Uh, I think LeBron James at 11-2, he is the highest guy on the slate, but this is a great matchup for him. Uh, again, they're just they have Jeremy Grant, Michael Porter Jr., maybe Paul Millsap, no, Tory Craig. None of these names are scaring me. And making me want to shy away from LeBron James in this. Same with Anthony Davis, Paul Millsap, Jeremy Grant, maybe Nikola Jokic. None of these get names are scaring me into saying, okay, I don't fully trust him here. I think both them, you, they just have much better matchups than Jokic has on the other end. And Jason Tatum, who was also the other highest paid guy, has as well. So I would firmly rather pay up just to have one of these Lakers, and maybe even both of them. Uh, I'm not opposed to going both big guy, both big Lakers and uh, playing it from there because they're capable of having both big games at the same time and both putting up 50, 60 DraftKings points. As far as the other pieces on this team, they're all pretty much ancillary, as we know. Javal McGee and Dwight Howard are going to have to play a little bit. Uh, they're not playing against the Rockets anymore, so Anthony Davis would prefer to play more power forward. In that scenario, uh, I guess, or I would lean a little bit Dwight Howard in this matchup, but um, <clears throat> I'm not really looking at either of them, trying to avoid them as best as possible. They're both going to be matched up against Nikola Jokic, and Jokic is just very good. Uh, Alex Caruso, now that Rondo's back up to speed, he's needed a little less. I'm not trying to look his way too much. Uh, depends on how I'm feeling that day. Markeith Morris, they don't need him as much in this matchup. It's not a small ball team. It's a big team. So I don't think he's going to get as much run as he was getting. Uh, but Rondo and Kyle Kuzma are two guys that I'd be looking at, 47 and 45. They're both going to be needed. Uh, they're both going to get some shots, some clean looks. I would lean more Kuzma. And in in most times, he might be going, or he might be guarding against, or Michael Porter Jr. might be guarding against, or uh, I can't say those words. Michael Porter Jr. might be, guarding him for the most part, and that's a very good matchup for Kuzma, who should take advantage of that. Uh, Danny Green and Caldwell Pope, they're pretty much hit or miss, so uh, I try not to play them unless I need to, but Danny Green could bring back value. They both can bring back value on any given night, but they can also put up 12 DK points, so I try to avoid them unless I really need to. Um, depending on who had the hot night the night before, I usually go to the other guy uh, or who who's playing and shooting well. Right now it's Danny Green. So maybe I'll go Caldwell Pope next game. And that's pretty much it on the Lakers. It's 
The big guys, as usual, Rondo and Kuzma have interest. I like Kuzma a little bit more in this series. Uh, he just has the better matchup. Um, and then Danny Green, Pope, all these other guys are, you can play them, but at your own risk is how I would say it. <clears throat> all right. Uh, let's go down to the showdown game because we also have this showdown there. And this should be, we already touched on who I like in this series, but um, let's talk about the pricing a little bit discrepancy here. So as I always say, the on, on DraftKings when you're doing the showdown, uh, you have the captain who gets one and a half times more fantasy points than everybody else. But they also cost one and a half times more uh, in their salary than everybody else. So you're paying that half a point or that times 0.5 that you're getting, you're paying for it as well. So when I think about that, I try not to put, uh, especially if I don't absolutely love the matchup for a guy and, and think he can't. If it was like uh, James Harden going against the Wizards, I'd love to put him in there and get that one and a half times point because I know he has a really good chance to get 70 to 80 DraftKings points. Uh, and then times that by half and just crushing value. But in the Eastern Conference Finals, it's going to be – it's very hard for me to put a Jason Tatum, a Bam Adebayo, a Jimmy Butler in that captain spot, paying that extra salary, and then putting myself in a bind for the rest of the uh, six spots and trying to <clears throat> fill out the the rest of my team with uh, not as much money. So when I do – when I especially in a, in a matchup like this, that these – Teams are going very hard at each other. I'm going to look and try and get a more of a deal if I can and put someone else there. Uh, like right here, I would probably put a uh, look at Tyler Hero's way as a captain for 10-8. That means you have a little over 39K to play with for the rest of the your lineup. And then you could get a Bam out of bio. You could get Kemba Walker, Goran Dragic, all these guys together. Uh, if you If you put Jason Tatum as your captain... You're at 34, and that just that's an extra five grand of a player that you're missing out on. <laughs> but as far as pricing, we'll start with the utility. Um, nine two for Adebayo. I like him more than Tatum. I think that's a very good look. Uh, Tatum's ten four. Now that it's just single game, and you're not paying up for a LeBron James or an Anthony Davis or Nikola Jokic, I like Tatum a little bit more on this one as well. Uh, they have to win. I think he's going to come out firing. So. Uh, in this showdown, I like him a little bit more at 10-4. I do like Adebayo. I think he's just very safe. So if you don't want to spend that 10-4 or you don't have the 10-4 because you put someone bigger in your captain spot, I think Adebayo is the safer play, but Tatum has the higher ceiling. <clears throat> Jimmy Butler for 9K, I just I would just rather have Adebayo there. Uh, now that there's no position eligibility or there's nothing matter about position, I'd just rather have Adebayo as the safer play. Um, same with... Jalen Brown, out of bio, 600 more. I think he's just the safer play. Um, then you're probably going to want to get at least one of Kemba Walker, Gore, and Drogic. I like both of them. If I see myself leaning towards a lot more Heat players, which I've been saying a little bit, uh, I'd try and get, I'd go Kemba Walker, but I think both of them could fit in your lineup. It all depends on what Gordon, Hay Gordon Hayward does. If he doesn't play, uh, all three of those Celtic guys get a nice bump in there and, uh, that's where I'd be leaning. I'd be leaning Kemba Walker and Jalen Brown a little bit more. And then, yeah, you got Tyler Hero, Jay Crowder at 7'2", 6'8". Uh, obviously, these are inflated prices, but 
where we are, this isn't bad for them uh, when we're only playing a one-game slate. Yeah, and then uh, if you have to, you might have to throw in a Brad Wanamaker or Daniel Tice. I mean, you could get most of these guys. You could get uh, like Daniel Tice, Kemba Walker, Hero, Drogic, Crowder, Adebayo. You can make a very solid team here uh, and not have to put in Brad Wanamaker. But if you have to, him, Duncan Robinson uh, aren't too ba aren't bad of plays. I like Duncan Robinson a little bit more. Uh, Daniel Tice, I mentioned earlier, I think he has a solid bounce back as long as we don't see a lot of these backup bigs play so many minutes. If Daniel Tice looks good early, I think more minutes funnel his way because he has been the main center, the main big guy on this team for the most part. So if he has a big first quarter or looks pretty good out there, I think most of the minutes funnel him. And at 6'2", I think that's a very good price. A lot he, That's almost his normal price. So I think that's uh, very good, and I, I like him in this one. Uh, he's one of my better plays uh, as the showdown slate because he really is only a couple hundred more than he is normally. So it's very good for him. Uh, and while everybody else is getting – everybody's getting priced up a couple hundred extra – but his is still so low that uh, that's a nice floor for him and a nice a nice spot. <clears throat> and uh, that's pretty much the difference in the how I see it in the showdown slate. I still like most of the same guys, pretty much all the same guys. It's just I'm trying not to not kill myself and handicap myself by putting someone in the captain spot that is top tier because this is the Eastern Conference Finals. This is a bloodbath and. If I do that, then the rest of my utils are going to have to be downgraded, and there's just not many options uh, too low. Like I, I wouldn't want to put Olenek in the like two of Olenek, Iguodala, Kendrick Nunn, Brad Wanamaker, uh, Duncan Robinson. I wouldn't want to put two of those guys in there. And I feel if you put Tatum in there and you still want a good, a good lineup at your util spots or Adebayo as your captain and you still want to get good util spots, then that's where you might have to go, and that's just handicapping yourself. So I like a, a Tyler Hero or someone of that nature. Uh, maybe even Drogic or, or Walker if you're feeling. It's a little higher, but uh, if you're feeling um, okay about it, those are those are two good guys as well. All right, guys, that does it for the Saturday, uh, September 19th edition of Hoopball DFS. I was your host, Santino Cocone. You can follow me on Twitter at Santino Cocone. That's at S-A-N-T-I-N-O-C-A-C-C-O-N-E. Uh, and if you can, guys, if, if you want to give us a like, subscribe, comment, all that good stuff, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, do that. Uh, make sure to check out all our other podcasts. We have betting podcasts going. The NFL's back, so you're going to want to get on that. These guys do a great job. Uh, we have around the association and all this other good stuff going on. Uh, so continue to do everything, and um, see you next time. I believe Mike will be on here tomorrow to touch up on the Sunday game, and there is no Monday game, so it should be just a Sunday showdown. And uh, as always, guys, good luck, and we will see you tomorrow. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.